Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome every one of you to today's podcast. And you know, God has something very special for us today. And I pray that your heart will be open to receive the engrafted word of God with faith and with meekness. And that the word of God will bear fruit in you that will abide forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. You know, um, I was sharing a word yesterday and I was talking about the times that we are in and, you know, the critical times we are in. And the truth of the matter is that in these times that we are in, only those that are rooted and grounded in the word of God, only those that are grounded in God's word will be able to stand in these days. The Bible says, and they that know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. They will do great things. Those that know their God, to know God is to know his word. There's no better way to know God because the Bible says, no man has seen God at any time. So the only way, the visible God, the way for us to see God is through his word. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the express image of the father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the only way for you to stand in these days that we are in, the critical times we've entered, is to be rooted and grounded in the word. And I said the key, basically, you know, it's not just hearing the word because the Bible talked about those who are forgetful hearers. It's not just enough to hear the word. There are people who go to church every Sunday, they're in church. But you look at their lives, their lives do not reflect the word of God. And you wonder, like, I know this person goes to church every Sunday. I see this person in church all the time. How come this person's life does not reflect the word of God? Answer is very simple. It's meditation. Hallelujah. It's meditation. And you know, while I was sharing, the Lord began to teach me some things. Why is it that in the parable of the sower, the sower actually... He cast the seed, some fell on the wayside, some fell in, um, among stones, some rocks, some fell uh, among thorns, and then some fell on good soil. But even among the ones that fell on good soil, some yielded a hundredfold, some yielded sixty, some yielded thirty. And you'd want to wonder why. It's because of the reception of the word. Hallelujah. And the key basically is meditation. And I explained that there was a scientific um, study based on how people assimilate things. And, you know, when a speech is made, basically, people assimilate just 10%. So when people go to church, for example, a sermon is preached, people receive just 10% of what is shared. So by the time they go home, if they don't go back to listen to the message, if they don't go back to brood over what was taught, they will lose a lot of things. They will lose it. So many things that were shared, they will lose it. So the key basically is meditation. Going back and, you know, ruminating on the word, you know, reminding yourself of what was said. And I, like I said, I said, thank God for the days we are in with the advancement of technology. We have audio recording. So one person the person says it once and, you know, it's recorded. You can listen to it. You can relieve it again and again and again. So you can hear the message again and again and again and remind yourself. 
of what was said so the message can drive deep into your heart hallelujah glory to god i want to show you a scripture in the book of joshua chapter one a very popular scripture but very powerful praise god joshua chapter one and i'm going to be reading from verse from verse one it says now after the death of moses the servant of the lord it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Now that's big, Moses' minister, the word is servant. That's big, but I'm going to talk about it on another day. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Verse 4 says, From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thine life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Full stop. Now, if you read this scripture, you see here God is making promises to Joshua and the people of Israel following him. Making promises wherever the soles of your feet tread upon I'm giving to you. No man will be able to defeat you. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I'll help you. I'll do this for you. I'll give you the land of the Hittites. I'm going to do this and do that for you. Now, Every word of God, every promise of God comes with conditions. In other words, there are things that you have to do. If the word will manifest, if the word will be seen in your life, you have a role to play. The Bible says forever, O God, thy word is settled in heaven. The word of God is settled in heaven, but it's your duty to settle it here on earth. Hallelujah. Now, verse 7, he begins to, from verse 6 rather, he begins to tell them what they need to do. He says, be strong and of a good courage. Hallelujah. He says, be strong and of a good courage. For unto these people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers. Then verse 7, he says, only be thou strong and very courageous. It is one thing I'm requiring of you. The only thing I want, see, these things will happen, but I want you to be strong and very courageous. So when you hear a Christian make statements like, I'm discouraged. You know, sometimes you hear certain things and you think it's humility. It's not humility. When you hear certain people say some things, you think they are being frank. You know, they're just telling you how exactly they feel. Oh, I am I, discouraged. God said, only be thou strong and very courageous. God says, be courageous. You say, no, I'm discouraged. That actually is disobedience. But people don't know this. See, the things that are big things to God, to us, we look at them as very little things. Hallelujah. I said, that, see, I said, the key is meditation. Many people hear the word, but how do they take it in? God said to Joshua, the only thing I want you to do is to be strong and very courageous. 
So you don't tell God, I'm weak. He says, I want you to be strong. Now, strength, when he talks about strength, he's not talking about your physical strength. You could be weak in the flesh, but never be weak in the spirit. That's what he's talking about. What did Jesus say about his disciples? He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I can understand that. But sometimes, because of the weakness of the flesh, we think the spirit is weak and we admit weakness. Never admit weakness. He says, only be thou strong. Be strong and very courageous. Then he says, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Then he says, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. He says, when you are doing the word, he says, don't turn to the left or to the right. We have a lot of people that go extreme on certain doctrines and through that, they, they leave the faith. We have these people who go with bags and they go from house to house, you know, preaching some kind of message and all that. Now, those that are in-depth in scriptures, we know that those people are, they're preaching nonsense. We know that because they tell you, oh, the rapture has already taken place. Jesus has already come. And this and that now is preparing us for paradise. All that is trash is nonsense. Hallelujah. But what happened? Those people, they actually believed, but they went extreme on certain things. And through that, they deviated. And now they don't even believe that Jesus Christ is co-equal with the Father. And that is one thing that you need to believe if you will be saved. The Bible says there are three that bear record. In heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And these three are one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said it time and time again. He says, I and my Father are one. Jesus is the express image of God's person. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus said, no man at any time has seen the Father, only the Son of Man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because he is God. But these people at some point, they now start doubting certain foundational doctrines of the Christian faith because they went extreme on some certain things. So God says, he's talking to Joshua. He says, don't go to the right or to the left. Don't go extreme on anything. It's always good to be in the middle. Hallelujah. And then verse 8 is the big one. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. The book of the law should not depart from your mouth. And the truth is this. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The truth is that anything that is paramount in your heart, sooner or later, you're going to be talking about it. If all you read about is physics, guess what? When you are called upon to speak, before you know it, you'll be talking physics. If all you, you read about and you listen to is politics, sooner or later, politics will come out of you because that's what is inside of you. Hallelujah. So he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. How would that happen? He tells you how. He says, but thou shalt meditate therein day and day and night that's like let the word of god always be your meditation let it always be your meditation 
So he meditate on it day and night. What does it mean when he says uh, you should meditate on it? It means always let the word of God be always before your eyes. Let the word of God be always what you are listening to. In the days when this was written, they, were, they didn't have the technology we have available today where you can listen to audio messages. For example, somebody had preached or someone had read uh, a, a sermon or something like that and then it's, it's recorded, the audio is recorded and you can listen to it. They didn't have such technology at that time. But God knew a day was going to come when such technology will be available. So he says, But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So either you are reading the word or you are listening to the word every time. Every time. The moment you stop listening to the word, the second, the other voice will come. I took time to explain how that, it's actually it's in the Bible. Every time God speaks, sooner or later Satan is coming. And he always likes to contest against the word of God. He always likes to contend with the word of God. God spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden. And said, oh, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat of it, you will die. Not long after Satan came. He said, has God said you shouldn't eat? Oh, God lied. He knew that uh, if you eat of it, you will be wise. Your eyes will be open and you will know stuff. He came to contest the word. Jesus, the same thing. John the Baptist baptized him and the heavens opened. The Spirit of God descended like a dove and came upon him. And the voice from the heaven came and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Right after that, the Bible says he was driven of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And then guess what? The devil said, If you are the Son of God. If you are. But I thought God had already said he was. He said, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Hallelujah. But Jesus was equal to the task. He had to put him where he belonged. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you see, he says, meditate therein day and night. Let the word of God always be before your eyes. Always be before your ears. Otherwise, that other voice is coming. And as a matter of fact, we can't stop that voice from coming. But we can stop the voice from staying. Hallelujah. It's just like you can't stop a bird from flying over your head. No matter how you protect your head, the bird can still fly over. But certainly you can stop the bird from laying an egg on your head. You can stop that. You're not going to, the bird will need time to sit down and settle down and relax before it starts to try to lay the egg. So you can stop the bird. The moment the bird wants to feel comfortable, you push it off from your head. Hallelujah. So when that other voice comes, you should be bold enough to rebuke that voice. Just like the master did. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense to me. Look at it. Jesus was saying some things. He asked, say, who do men say I am? Peter said, you are the son of the living God sent to save the world and all that. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. But my father in heaven. Not long after, the same moment, the same Peter came and the Bible says he took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, You will not die. All those things you're saying will not happen. And what happened? Jesus turned to him and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. He rebuked him. 
for that an offense to me. For thou sufferest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. He knew how to put the devil in his place. He wasn't going to listen to that other voice. His focus was on the voice of God. Hallelujah. That was his focus. And that is what should be our focus. He says, thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Then he goes on to say that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. In other words, if the word of God is your meditation, it will also become your action. If you keep meditating on the word, you will find yourself doing the word. Hallelujah. You will find yourself doing the word. It's just normal. If you are full of the word, you will find it will overflow. It will come out of you. You will begin to speak the word. You will begin to do the word. Hallelujah. It says that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. You find yourself doing. You find yourself doing. Hallelujah. By the time you study the word, for example, she says that a man diligent in his business, you stand before kings and not mean men. When you meditate on that word long enough, you will find yourself being diligent. You find yourself, you know, when you have something to do, you will pick yourself up and move and go do it somehow, somehow. Because the word of God is potent, it has the ability to make you do what it talks about. It has an ability. That's why the key is meditation. That's the key. Hallelujah. What did David say? David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. He didn't say, I'm fighting hard. You know, we have a lot of preachers today who will tell you, don't sin, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. It's not enough to tell people, don't do this. How can they not do it? You have to tell them. Paul said it in the scripture. I think that's in Galatians 5 verse 16. It says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. He didn't say, try not to do this or try not to do that. Try, no, 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 no. If you are fighting hard to not sin, you will sin. Because he knows, God knows that we are in this world and we have flesh. We do. He knows, he understands that there are some temptations that when they come, you will fall flat. He knows that, he understands that. So he tells you, he says, don't focus on sin. Don't let sin be your focus. Let the word of God be your focus. As you focus on the word, you will find yourself living above sin. He says, walk in the spirit. What does it mean to walk in the spirit, to do the things of the spirit? Meditation is part of them. Praying, all these things, the fellowship of the Spirit. That's what it means to walk in the Spirit, basically. You are listening to the Word. You are speaking the Word. You are acting the Word. That's what it means to walk in the Spirit. And he says, when you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's just normal. You're not going to start to fight it. It's just, it, it's something normal. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you walk in the Spirit, Hallelujah. He says it. Back to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Always saying the word. You are always telling yourself. See, there are sometimes you say it out. There are sometimes you say it in your mind. But always say it. Always remind yourself that you are a child of God. One thing I've discovered 
over how many years I've been born again. Over 20 years now, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Even till now, the devil still tries to fight my salvation. He will still say, are you sure you are born again? He still asks that question till now. You think he gets tired? No, he doesn't. 50 years after being born again, should Jesus tell you, he will still ask you. And that's why you must remind yourself on a daily basis. I am a child of God. Tell yourself that I'm born again. These are things that we need to remind ourselves. Tell ourselves again and again and again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said we are born not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. We need to remind ourselves again and again. He said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. We need to remind ourselves of who he says we are. And that really is the meditation. He says the word, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Always saying, he said, but thou shalt meditate therein, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. When you do this, he says, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. He didn't say God. He says you. You have a role. We have a role to play. It's not enough to say, okay, God, do this. God, do that. I like to know what is my role. Father, all these things you're telling me, thank you for telling me all these things, but what is my role? What can I do? We have too many people who blame God. Oh God, this, but I did this, but I did that. See, I made up my mind about certain things some years ago, and that has helped me a lot. If something goes wrong, I never blame God because God is perfect. This is my mentality. God is perfect. And if there's any mistake, the mistake is on my side. If there's any error, the error is on my side. So I want to know what did I do wrong? Where did I miss it? That's the mentality. There are some times God will tell you, oh, you acted foolishly in this area. And you will be like, oh, but Lord, this. But you know, there are some times we, 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 we think we are wiser than God. Hallelujah. Our attitude really, really matters when we relate with the Lord. I showed you the scripture. Some time ago, I talked about how that Paul had a strong desire to go and preach in Jerusalem. To preach to the Jews in Jerusalem. But he was not called to do that. He didn't have the grace for that. He, didn't, he wasn't called. God didn't give him a ministry to the Jews. But he had a strong desire. It's not enough to want to do something. Has God asked you to do it? And guess what? He went. Prophecies came. A prophet called Agabus came by the Spirit and said, Look, if you go to Jerusalem to preach, this will happen, that will happen. Don't go. He refused. Some other brethren also came and spoke by the Spirit of God prophetically. Listen, don't go to Jerusalem at this time. Don't go. Don't go. He said, No. The people at the time were crying. Paul said, What mean ye that you weep to break my heart? He said, I'm ready. Not only to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also die for the sake of the gospel. Yes, it's okay that you want to, but is it time? Are you supposed to die like that? Sometimes we could be overzealous. And I believe that the Spirit of God put this part of scripture in the Bible to let us know that Paul the Apostle was not perfect. He wasn't perfect. And the things that we see in scripture, the Bible says the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. 
Hallelujah. We need to learn when we see certain things that people did wrong, we should learn from it. Eventually, Paul got to Jerusalem and ensured there was trouble. And Jesus had to appear to him and tell him, say, listen, get out of this place because they won't receive your message. And even then he was trying to tell the Lord, say, Lord, but they know how I did this, how I persecuted the Jews. He said, listen, they won't receive your message. Leave. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, we have to have that the right attitude, an open heart to hear what he says and do exactly what he says. Hallelujah. He said, listen, if you do these things, you will make your way prosperous. You have a role to play. Don't ever blame God if something goes wrong. If it went wrong, it's because something was wrong on your part. Hallelujah. He says, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Good success. Praise God. See, meditation is the key. Pondering on the word. I had said before about the three different stages of meditation. The first stage basically is when you talk to yourself in your heart. You're meditating, you're ruminating on the word. You're thinking about it. And then the second stage of it is when you begin to say it out. You're talking it. And then the third stage basically is when you begin to shout it. See, there comes a time, let me tell you something. Everybody here, there are certain things that you must at some point do in your life. Hallelujah. You must learn as a child of God to shout. Learn to shout. Sometimes in your house, in your room, lock the door and shout, scream. Scream. There's a reason why God gave us the ability to scream. A time will come when you need to use that thing. And another time is when you're in church, for example. When the word is going on, certain, there are times to scream, shout. Praise the Lord. You know, some people, when they get to church and they see certain people doing certain, some people doing certain things, they think like, oh, these people are fanatical. They are doing too much. Okay, maintain your level and let's see how your life will go. There is a time to speak the word. There's a time to think the word. There's a time to talk the word. And there's a time to shout the word. You think, you talk, you shout. Hallelujah. The Bible says the lion has roared who shall not fear. Praise the Lord. It gets to a time when you begin to roar your shout in the word. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. I've got victory. I've got victory. When you start shouting like that, it has dawned on you. It has dawned on you that indeed you have victory. Glory to God. Once the devils hear it, they become scared. Hallelujah. It's meditation that Joshua used to bring down the walls of Jericho. Meditation. What did he tell them? He said that you marched around the wall the first seven days quietly. Why did he say quiet? See, they were not saying anything with their mouths, but they were saying something in their hearts. As they were going around, they were saying, man, you are coming down very soon. These walls are coming down. They, they, they were thinking over it. They were picturing it. They were seeing the walls coming down. I learned something very recently from a man of God. I, I, I saw, this is amazing. You know, we learn every day in a walk with God. I saw this man of God. He was ministering to somebody and a demon was manifesting. And he was giving a command to the demon, the guy who was manifesting and he said kneel down and the guy won't kneel down and he said something that I got he said I see you kneeling down 
That just, I, I got that. He said, I see you kneeling down. And sure enough, the guy went down. Boom. What did he do? He used meditation. That is meditation. When you get something first in the spirit, it will surely manifest physically. He told that man, you know, the demon was manifesting. He said, get down on your knees. The guy wouldn't go down. He said, in the name of Jesus, the guy wouldn't go down. He said, you will go down because I see you going down. Ah, oh, glory to God. He went in the realm of the spirit and got that guy's knees to the ground. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you the power of meditation. In the book of Genesis, I'm reading from verse 1. Genesis chapter 11. It says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower who stopped me reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth verse 5 and the lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded verse 6 and the lord said watch this and the lord said behold the people is one and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained them which they have imagined to do. He said, first of all, these people have come together in unity. And then now they are using their mind. They are using their mind. They're imagining a city. They're imagining to do this thing. They don't want to scatter the plan for that I have for mankind is for them to replenish the earth, to scatter across the face of the earth. But these people have decided not to do that. They want to stay together. And now they are using their imagination. And guess what? If I don't do something about it, nobody can stop them. They won't be, nobody will be able to stop them. And what happened? Verse 7, let us go down there and confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. That was the only way that God Almighty could stop them from accomplishing their purpose. Listen, these people were against the will of God. It was not the plan of God for them to do that. But God said, even I can't stop them when they imagine to do these things. The only way God could stop them was to confuse their language. Do you see the power of imagination? Because they had come together and they were imagining that thing. That was their meditation. That was their imagination. Hallelujah. How much more when you are using your imagination in the way that God wants you to? Hallelujah. How much more when you are using your imagination in the way that God wants you to? Nothing even God is going to stop you. The devil won't be able to stop you. I mean, nobody will be able to stop you. And you just keep going, going, going. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said that in these days that we are in, there's so much economic crisis, financial problems. We're hearing of sickness and diseases. So many things going on right now. The only people that will stand and overcome and win are those that are rooted and grounded in the word of God. 
And the only way that you can be rooted and be grounded in God's word is not just by hearing the word, but by meditating on the word. Meditating on the word. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to look at the scripture, the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm reading from verse 14. Now, Paul the apostle here is praying for the believers. It is for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. We need that strength in these last days now more than ever because there are so many things out there to weaken us. But he says, I'm praying that God according to the riches of his glory will strengthen you with might in your inner man. Then verse 17 says that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, may be able to grasp, understand with all saints what is the breadth and length and length and depth and height and to know the love of God which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Here again we're looking at meditation. It is that you being rooted and grounded in love. You may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth and length and depth and height. How? How would you be rooted in love? To be rooted in the word of God. Hallelujah. Because the word of God shows you the love of God. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So as you are studying the word of God, as you are meditating on the word of God, the love of God will be driven, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be driven deeper in the love of God. You get to understand more. The Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. As you keep studying the word, as you're reading the word, you are meditating on the word, you are seeing how much God loves us, how much he has loved us. Hallelujah. And as you see this thing, it is driven deep into your heart. It is driven deep into your heart. It becomes a part of you. How much he loves me. I didn't know God loved me this much. Wow. Glory to God. Verse 19 says, I'm to know the love. To know the love is to know the word. Then look at verse 20. Verse 20 says, now unto him. He says, now. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes we quote some scriptures, but we don't read the scriptures that were before that one. I say, you have a role to play. He says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. What makes the power work in us? Meditation. Some people have the power, but it's lying there dormant. She says, according to the power that worketh in us. By the time you keep reminding yourself of who you are in Christ, you keep talking to yourself, reminding yourself of your ability. For example, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. As you keep telling yourself that, you are being energized, you are being empowered from the inside. That power is being stirred up on the inside. And eventually, 
it will manifest. It will show. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Meditation is the key. If you're going to survive in these days we're in, remember the Bible says that great day will not come except there first be a falling away of many. Many will fall from the faith. That's just it. That's just it. There are pastors who will leave the faith. There are so-called strong believers who will walk away from the faith. Are you going to be among those that walk away from the faith? There was a guy I knew. There's a guy I knew years ago. We used to be in the same church. This guy, at some point, I think he became a pastor or some kind of leader. He had some kind of leadership position in church. And you would think that this guy had gone deep and all that. But today, I hear him. He's no longer a Christian even. He doesn't even believe in these things anymore. Why? How could something like that happen to somebody who was professing that he was at some level? It's because the word didn't have roots inside of him. It wasn't deep inside of him. So when challenges came, the word was crushed and he died. When the Bible says the seed that fell among the stones, what happened? He received a none with joy. But when tribulation and persecution came because of the word, what happened? The word of God was scorched and he died. Hallelujah. See, there are certain things that a, a pastor can do for you. There are certain things that a man of God or a woman of God can do for you. There are certain things that even God can do for you. But there are some things that only you can do for yourself. How much intake of God's word do you have? On a daily basis, how much of God's word do you consume? How much of God's word do you take in? That will show in everything that you do. If you keep taking the word in, eventually it will manifest. Are you going to be among those that will fall away from the faith? Or you're going to remain? Because let me tell you something. There is a tribulation, a day of trial. It will come for every man. Every man will have a day of trouble. The Bible says the day of Jacob's trouble. A day will come for Deborah to have her troubles. A day will come for Johnson to have his troubles. A day will come for Samuel to have his trouble. A day will come for Mary, Peter, John, whatever your name is, your day of trouble will come. That is your day of temptation, your day of persecution. When it is done, will you still be standing or you will fall? Is dependent on your intake of God's word. Meditation is the key. Hallelujah. Glory to God. At some point, learn to shut the other voice out. Shut the other voice. If you are that person that every time you are watching CNN and then you know you start feeling depressed because of the bad news you keep hearing about the economic crisis, about looming war, about diseases, about hunger and famine and all these things, impending war and all those things. At some point, shut that TV. Shut it. Some people think that they can't survive without sin and you will survive. You won't die. You, you won't die. Some of these news channels, they, they are doing more harm than good. How many times do you see them on scene and announce how a blind eye was opening a Christian program? They don't talk about those things. Did the things happen? Yes. There are many miracles that are verifiable. You can go look into them. You see the doctor's report before and after. Those things never make it on news. Why? Because it's the devil's news channel. A 
I'm not talking about, not just talking about um, sinning or anything. The worldly news media generally. And they will tell you good news is no news. Such things don't make it on the news. We have cases of people who were dead and they were brought back to life. They don't make it on the news. Sometime last year, we had somebody who was certified that the doctor saw him. They checked his vital signs and everything. The man was dead. And later they got back to the hospital room. They found him sitting up. He was alive. And the doctors couldn't understand it. And when they asked the man what happened, he said he found himself in a dark place. But because he was wearing a checkered bracelet, there was a light shining from the bracelet that prevented him from moving forward. And that light brought him back into his body. And we made a video on that. We put it out there. Do you think that thing made it on CNN? No! It will make it on CNN. To them, such is not news. Hallelujah. That's why Isaiah the prophet asked a very interesting question. Is it Lord who hath believed our news? To whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who hath believed our report? Report is news. Who hath believed our news? Because the world has their news, we have our news. Who hath believed our report? Who has believed our news? Then he says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The one who believes the report of the Lord, God will reveal his arms to that person. That person is going to experience miracle after miracle. That person's life is going to be transformed because the person has believed the report of the Lord. And the key to believing the report of the Lord basically is meditation. As you keep listening to the word. The truth is this. Anything you keep listening to over a period of time, you will believe it. That's just the truth. If you keep listening to something over a period of time, you'll believe it. We have certain people who say, oh, I'm of this sexual orientation. I'm of that sexual orientation. They think that there are different orientations. They think like that. Why do they think like that? Because they've heard it over time. They say some people were born like this and some were born like this. They've heard this over a period of time and they have believed it. Is it true that certain people are born in a certain way? (sighs) Of course, you know, it's not true. But they have come to believe it. And it has become reality to them. But does that change the fact? No, it doesn't. Praise the Lord. So the key here is simple meditation. He says meditate on this thing. And give yourself wholly to them. That thy profit may appear unto all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. From today every time. Have your devices. Thank God for the mobile phones we have. The smartphones we have these days. You can have your devices, have the messages recorded, let them be plain. Even if it's the audio Bible you have, we're coming up with something like that as well. An audio Bible where you can listen to the Bible on the go. Hallelujah. We have things like that available. Even the messages that we preach, you can play them, listen to them, to be reminded of who you are in Christ. And that way you always will be victorious. He says, for then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for you today that the word of God will abide in your heart. That you will not be distracted. You will not be discouraged by the news that is out there. By the voice of of the wicked one, the voice of the world. But the voice of God's word will strengthen your heart. 
that you will be strong indeed and courageous and you will win on every count. You won't deviate from the word, you won't go left or you won't go right. But you do according to all that is written in the word. And that your prosperity, your success will appear to everyone. Hallelujah. And that people will look at you and they'll be able to tell and say, Indeed, this one has been with God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. And I'll see you again. Until we see again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye.